It's Madison 365, a new voice for Madison. Starting conversations, seeking real and lasting solutions, building community, inviting action, and encouraging emerging leaders in Madison's communities of color. Now, here are your hosts of Madison 365, Henry Sanders Jr. and Darrell Connor. Welcome to another edition of Madison 365 Radio. Darrell Connor with you, along with my man. Yes, sir. Henry Sanders. Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, D? How you doing, boy, man? Boy, you smiling today, boy. What's going on? I'm good, on? man. I'm good. Boy, Lish must have been treating you right no, yesterday, no, brother. Hey, 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 that's that's every day. Uh, oh, ooh. That's every day. Ooh, look, Lish, you got this man trained. Oh, oh. I, don't, I don't know about all that. Woo-wee. But you can tell she got you on a program, that <laughs> yeah. list, that, that New York program. <laughs> <laughs> the East Coast program. Ooh, that's, that's, that's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> follow, we'll follow the leader program. <laughs> 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 Good to be with you on another edition of Madison 365 Radio on 92.1 The Mic. Coming up tonight, we have uh, Karen Lincoln Michael um, from Madison Magazine. We're going to talk about the M list. And then uh, that's coming up at 630. And then at 730. Marcus Miles is going to be in the studio, and it'll be good to talk to Marcus. That'd be and good. He, he's he, he's he a busy a, brother. He is. He's got a little business he's doing. I shouldn't say little business. Big business yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Brother's been around for a while. It'll be fun to talk to him. Speaking of being around, Uh-oh. our first guest in studio is, like, one of the busiest people I know in this community. Like, if I if you go on social media and there's some event, you're going to see her. She, she's always her. there. I don't know how she has the time to – it's it's amazing. Like, between work and at events, I'm I, like, do, do you have time for fun? Do you I, go on vacation? I mean, I, she, it, it's crazy. Her and Sheba are the two busiest I, – I don't know anyone. In the hallway, I said, girl, what, what do you do for a job? Like, what do you do? I mean, I see you everywhere, but what do you do? <laughs> yeah, well, here to talk to us about what she does <laughs> besides be everywhere. Right. You must be a lot of caffeine. A lot of caffeine. <laughs> Corinda Rainey-Moore joins us. Corinda, yeah, it is a pleasure. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I, I'm I'm digging the pink jacket. I like the ensemble. She's all. That's the other thing, too, She's about Corinda. She's always together. I mean, you, 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 you got to be when you're at all these events. You AKA or something? No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm just asking. You know, my mom's AKA. I, had I that. know. I know. Yeah, I'm just, okay. <laughs> all right. All right now, girl. Mm-hmm. So, so what What do you do? Well, to, to, be, to tell you what I do, I actually work for Wisconsin Council on Children and Families as their Community Outreach Engagement Coordinator. Um, which actually aligns with the stuff that I was doing in the community anyway, because this um, position allows me to be in a community, getting to know the community, building relationships with people, and um, collaborating with other organizations on some of the things that they're working on as well. So that's like the race equity stuff came out of that shop. Yes. yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So were, were you, when the mayor came out weeks ago and – came out with basically saying that your data was garbage. Um, you know, I'm paraphrasing using my words and uh, not the mayor's words. He would say it more articulate than that. Um, it was just a nice way of saying it. Was yeah, garbage. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, how did you How did you guys deal with that? Like, did you, did you scratch the wall? I mean, did you kick the doors? I mean, how did you guys react to that? Because to that? I, I want, and then what did you hear in the community when people were saying that? 
Well, actually, um, to tell you the truth, um, our office responded by actually writing, putting a statement out. That's right. Um, to just kind of uh, elaborate on the data that we were using, because I think the data that we used was um, looking at the county and the mayor was looking at the city. So you, those are like comparing two apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. And so we released a statement um, talking about the work that we have done. And then as far as what I've heard from the community is the community was not buying what the mayor was saying because um, we live it mm-hmm. every day. And many of us have known that information that was in the Race to Equity report even um, years even yeah. before that report came out. So people are not buying it. I know when my kids were in school and my kids have been out of school, high school, at least in Madison, since um, 2000, since what, 2000. And um, we knew back then that um, there was a lot of disparities in terms of education with our youth of color. So that's that's what's sorry. Are you the are you only black person over there? I am not. Actually, what people don't know, a lot of people see um, Erica Nelson, who is actually the director of the Race to Equity Report. But what people don't know is that the person who actually analyzes the data um, is Michelle Robinson. And Michelle Robinson is actually a, a Ph.D. student in um, the School of Sociology at UW-Madison. Um, but she is like a beast at um, data and analyzing data. So she's the one that's actually um, provide the context. Well, tell Erica, you know. She, for the numbers. She, she's scared. I, I think Darrell's scared or something. It has to <laughs> Why be is that? Fault. I don't know. I've asked that, that, that lady to come on the show to do anything like a million times trying to get to her. I can't get to her, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think she's scared of you, D. It could be because I, I, I'm a nice guy. I I'm mean, scared of I'm scared of Darrell. Yeah, see, see? <laughs> see what I'm saying? See, what I'm saying that's black on black crime, right? There. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. black on black hate, right there. See, that, on, the what, air. That's on the what, air. That's what happens when you do years of radio. People, are like, <laughs> I, 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 I want to talk to him. I don't know what he's gonna ask me. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, see? You know what I'm saying he's a gangster. That's the bone box himself. Um, so I, I tell Erica, please tell her we'd love to have her on the show, and we'll be we'll be nice, and you know we, we're supportive of the stuff she's doing. I'll let her know. So what what else are you doing in the community, and what makes you want to be in every room? Well, actually, I don't really want to be in every room. So contrary to what people think, I'm not everywhere. Okay. I'm selective about the spaces that I'm in. Wow. Um, but I do do um, mostly community service work, uh, volunteer work on behalf of our youth of color and mostly women of color. Um, mainly because we are often the ones that are left out of the table in the equation. And um, I feel like we have to be where the resources are because that's how we connect the dots for people who may not be able to access those resources on their own or don't know how to navigate the system. I think it's our job to help people do that. And for me... um, I love working with people and I love being able to feel like I'm filling a gap, filling a void. Um, For me, I know education um, changed my direction in life coming from the inner city of Chicago and gave me the opportunity to um, change the trajectory, not just in my family, but 
um, in my community as well. So I really feel like somebody did that for me and, and being able to do that for other people is very important to me. That's wonderful. But don't ever lie in the air like that again. Talking about, I, I'm selective where I am. I'm not everywhere. Look, just go to her Facebook. Look, look, I was gonna page. say, I just, I can just pull just up Facebook right now. Go to her Facebook page and, and and just see all the places Corinda has been. That, that's a worldwide lie. <laughs> I am very selective about the spaces that I'm in. One is, um, I I really am very rarely am I in a space that I don't feel is conducive to me and I don't feel um, is an environment that's healthy for me. So everywhere, sure. everywhere is healthy for you. Um, the spaces <laughs> that I, <laughs> the spaces that I have been in or and the spaces that I continue to be in are, I think they, they're not detrimental to me. What, so yeah. what, what's the average time you get home every night? Um, it depends. It depends on what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Some, some nights is late and some nights is not. What's, what's late for you? Oh, about maybe nine, ten. Uh-huh. What's average? Seven, Seven, eight. eight. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. All right. Your husband cool with all this? <laughs> my husband, uh, contrary to what people think, my husband probably does more community work than I do. He's just not <laughs> out there. He's more so. I'm not. People think that I'm very social, but really, I'm really not. And when I think about my husband, like, to me, he's way more social than me. When I think of you, I think of social everywhere and bougie. That's what I think. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, this, is, this is broken down now. I well, think we're up against a break. So <laughs> let, let, let's do this. I'm, uh, I'm going to end it on that note at least for the next couple minutes. At least for the next couple minutes. When we come back, we'll continue with Corinda Rainey Moore. You're listening to Madison 365 Radio 92.1 The Mic. Madison 365 Radio, Darrell Connor, Henry Sanders Jr. with you. Corinda Rainey Moore is our guest. Miss Bougie. Yeah, I was gonna say, when we when we last when we last left this conversation, the word bougie came up. So Henry, take it away since you since you brought I'm, it up. What, I mean, what else does it say? Mike uh, drop. Uh, okay. Bougie. Uh, Obama out. <laughs> what else I got to say? <laughs> well, I'm going to say, um, like infamous, like infamous, sagacious took that back and made that a positive mm-hmm. for mothers. I'm taking back bougie and making it positive for women. There you so, go. Like thug life. Like Tupac took thug life and made it, made it right. hip. Now you're going to take yes. bougie and so make it. So we're going to take bougie and make it hip, too. And make it more bougie. Right. There, right. there you go. Okay. You're going you to sell the bougie t-shirts? Claiming it, own it. And own it and sell it, all that <laughs> Right. <bougie. laughs> You know, Corinda, you were talking about um, you were talking about your background coming from Chicago mm-hmm. and, um, and, and and talking about the value of education. You know, what are your thoughts about every time you know every time you turn around? There's some report for the state of Wisconsin and for and for Madison and for Dane County about the the achievement gap mm-hmm. between uh, between African American and white students. That there, there's this there's achievement gap, and Wisconsin seems to be near the bottom or at the bottom of the country when it comes to the gap. And, you know, it's, it's funny to me, not, not funny in a ha ha way, but just funny in a strange way because people will comment about it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, wait a minute, like, how is it, how is it that Wisconsin's at the bottom? Like you would think if, if this were to me, if this were a, 
uh, a, a situation because you get some people that say, "Oh, well, it's because you know they're lazy and all all that kind of kind of nonsense." Well, you would think that if that were the case, then places that have a higher population of African American people would be doing much worse. But we're in a state that's what. Six percent African American, if that. Six point five. Yeah, about six point five percent. So how I I can't figure out, and I can't put my arms around how in the world that that we're lagging or near the bottom of the country. Uh, what is it that, in your opinion, and and you've been because, and I say this to you as, as somebody who's very involved in the community. What do you think is missing? What are we not doing for our kids? Well, I don't know. To me, it it is a variety of of things. It's not just one one thing, right? Um, and I know poverty is a piece of that, mm-hmm. but I don't think poverty is all of it. And the reason I say that is because everybody I know pretty much grew up in poverty, right? right. <laughs> and right. so, and so, I mean, that was a starting point. But I also think that for me, it was an expectation thing, too, whereas not not only did my family expect me to succeed, my community um, supported me and expected me to succeed. And so for some of our kids, I think that's the piece that's missing. I think that we we also grew up with a community that embraced the youth like everybody on my mom's block my mom still live on a block that everybody grew up all my my that's a good point nieces and nephews grew up on the street everybody knows everybody right so everybody was there to support like even like chicago gets a bad rap for shooting but on my mom's block they're um fundraising for backpacks and stuff for for kids and we don't hear those stories and i think when we hear the data and that's all our kids hear is how bad they're doing right and they don't hear anything positive. I don't think that that helps either. Because one of the things that I tell kids is that that's a piece of the data that we hear. But there's another side of the data that we don't hear. Because right. there are kids who are achieving. Right. Um, oh, this, absolutely. Despite. But we don't hear that right. um, no. piece for, uh, regarding kids that are achieving. And I think that there's a lot of um, other societal issues that are also going on. For instance, uh, to me, it's hard for a kid to go and walk into a classroom when they didn't have a, a place to sleep last night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't know where they're going to sleep tonight, um, and they're going from household to household, I don't think that that's safe. That creates a safe environment for kids either. So when they walk into the school, they're not already in a, in the space to be able to learn. And then, right. not to mention, you add that there's no food at home and they get to school maybe late some of them and then they are told that they don't have they can't get any food to eat then how are they supposed to sit in class all day and learn when they come into class come into a space with all of that and I think nowadays parents are working two or three jobs so they don't have the time to spend with the kids like they like in our generation, if yeah. if our parents had to work, you had your grandmother around or some other aunt mm-hmm. or uncle around that made sure you got your work done. A lot of our kids are actually coming home um, to no one being at home. Right. So there's no structure at home at all whatsoever. A lot of our kids have trauma. They're experiencing abuse. Some of their parents have substance abuse issues. So our kids nowadays are carrying a heavy burden. Um, way more than we ever did. Well, I, you know, one of the things you you touched on, and I, I was glad to hear you say that 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 poverty is a symptom, but it's not it's not the overriding factor because two reasons: one, because um, we've seen we've seen data that shows even even middle class African American kids are struggling in school. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and, and that's and that's huge. The other the other data is we've also seen that that black girls do much better in school than black boys do. So it, it ain't poverty. It's not all poverty. There's there's something else there. Right. It's definitely not. Poverty is just one aspect of the issue. Right. And then there's a whole layer of other stuff that's going on. A lot of our kids, you know, some of them, even I say a lot of our kids go to school and many of them struggling with mental health issues as well. That's some of it's diagnosed, some of it's not. And some of it gets labeled as behavior issues when it's really mental health issues. Um, so our kids what have way more stuff going on, and you never know what what issues kids are facing when they walk into the school. So I have, I have a different question for you. So you know, last year we did our most influential list uh, for Black folks. We're about to do it again. You're in every room in this area. Give me two or three names of people you think you should be on the list. You know, from your opinion, you know, I'm just because you you're in every room. You mean you are you're in the bougie club? So no one in the bougie club. No one in the bougie club. Don't say D's name. Don't say his name. Don't do that. Don't do. You lose all credibility. But <laughs> wow. But other than that, who who else? I said it. I, I wouldn't expect her to say my I, name. I, I, I just want to make sure that she didn't feel obligated to say your oh, name, okay. brother. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who who would you well, say? I'll give you a few names. And some is um like for me, I think Nia Tremel. I think one. Um, I don't think people realize just the power that this woman carries. I mean, she's the um, board chair of the Urban League. She's an administrative law judge, and so I mean, and she's as sharp as a whip. I, I in fact, um, I've seen a lot of writing, but I think Nia is probably one of the best writers I've ever. She seen. Can't, she won't write for us. She I think she's one of the best. Writers she won't I've write ever for seen. black folks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you going to tell her I said that? Wow. So I, I think. What was with you tonight? What, what's what's I, wrong I, with you? I, I love Nia. Nia's no, a North Sider. Nia's, Nia's a North Sider. Oh, now, now you're Nia's backing a, down. Nia's when a North I say what's wrong with you, now, now you're backing I, I, down now. Wait a minute. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking the truth. The sister won't look. The sister won't write for us. Maybe she's sister. busy, man. No, she's she writes for the cat pew. She is busy. The sister is she's extremely busy. I'm I'm joking. Nia knows I love her. I'm so Nia is one of them. Um, and I think um, we're all seeing Sabrina Madison is just this um, progress. This progress. She's she just coming. Al- she's just coming alive. I've and, never seen anything like her in Madison. And, and, she's the and truth. whatever she think of, she makes it happen. As long as I'm on it, I'm cool. As long as I'm master, she's fine. <laughs> anything oh. she does, <laughs> I'm cool. She she makes it happen. I think um, we're starting to see a lot of sagacious. I think she's going to be on the map. And I don't want to just leave out. Um, you said all women too, so you hate. I no said men. all women, but you know, women carry my heart. But um, I mean, I was actually going a lot of places because I think that um, I think people are just beginning to see the surface of Michael Ford. I think. Yeah, I met yeah. that brother the first day at the fo- uh, the photo shoot. Good, mm-hmm. but I hear number good things about yeah. him. So I think people are starting yeah. to just see the surface of what's going to happen, but he's going to blow yeah, up. I, I met him last summer. He should be on your show, the Boombox. Yeah. I mean, he should be. No, yeah. I know. I, we met sure. last summer um, at uh, at Rockfest. I think right around yep. the same time I saw you there, and and uh, yeah, he's he's doing he's doing big things, man. He's going to blow up. <laughs> yep. Um. Um. Derek. Derek. Um. Um, Johnson, I think from Edgewood. I think he's, he's a Whitewater. Yeah, he's a Whitewater graduate. He's a Madisonian. I think he's doing great things. I think Percy Brown is now uh, uh, making moves. Uh, uh, 
We were good until you said Percy Brown Jr. <laughs> Percy's making good, some good moves. So I, I think that actually there's a lot of people out um, making some good moves. So those are only just the surface of people who are very influential. Like um, I think um, Carla Gaines is very humble. But I think she is. That's a given, though. Yeah, that's she, a given. She's past the influential list. That, she is. That would be an insult even. You know, she's like an icon. You know what I mean? She's past that. She is. <laughs> she's an icon. She yeah. is. So Sabrina, so. Miss Progress, just texted me and told me to tell you she loves you. Oh, awesome. She never told me she loved me. <laughs> so go bougie power. She, she, hey. <laughs> but that's a good list. So that's just to start. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people doing amazing work in this city. And so years ago, we, we couldn't say that. Mm-hmm. So now if people say nothing's happening, um, they clearly are not out and about because things are happening. Um, and I think another person to me that's really is, is really powerful is Lisa. Lisa, Lisa Payton Care. Lisa Payton Care. Lisa made the comment to me, which is another reason why I, I, I don't take no for an answer, is Lisa said, you have to create the space that you want. And you don't have to expect anybody else to do that for you. Create it. If there's something that you want to see happen and it's not happening, create it. And that's one of the things why I like Miss Progress because that's what she's doing Stuff that she she wants, the environment she wants, the space she wants. She's just making it fearless, happen. Fearless, fearless. What's going on, Miss Progress? Miss Progress at Madison 365. <laughs> Corinda, it has been a pleasure having you on. I know we spent about five minutes talking about bougie, but next time you come on the show, <laughs> we, we'll, 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 we'll talk about we'll talk about some other issues I as well. It was a I pleasure. It was a pleasure having you on Thank the show. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank really you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, coming up next, Karen Lincoln Michael joins us from Madison Magazine. We're going to talk about the M list. The M list. Who my my counterpart, my my co-host Uh-oh. made the M list. We'll talk about that next. You're listening. To Mazda 365 Radio 92.1 The Mic. Madison 365 Radio, Darrell Connor, Henry Sanders Jr. with you. Want to thank Corinda Rainey Moore for joining us. She Coming was up. Great. Yeah, she was. She was. Coming up at 7:30, Marcus Miles will be with us, photographer. Marcus Miles. That should be interesting. Yeah. You know, entrepreneur, and he's everywhere. He's awesome. He does awesome yeah, work. Another person that's everywhere. I know. Awesome work, man. You know, I asked Corinda, so where are you going? You going home now? She said, I have to look at my calendar. I said, wow. <laughs> that, see, that's exactly see? it. Yeah. Exactly it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Joining us via phone is our next guest. Uh, she is from uh, she's from Madison Magazine, and we're going to talk about the M-List as well as the magazine as well. Karen Lincoln, Michelle, and I have to apologize, Karen, because I've been saying the last couple times I've said Michael, and uh, it is actually Michelle, so I apologize. Karen Lincoln, Michelle joins us. Karen, how are you? Oh, really good. Good, good. Thank you so much for uh, for spending time with Henry and myself. We really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about Madison Magazine? It just it, it seems like yesterday when Madison Magazine was uh, – was created and now here we are. Where are we going on? It's like twenty something years, isn't it? Um, yeah, it started in nineteen seventy eight. Oh goodness, yeah. longer than that, my yeah. goodness. And um, so it's like going on thirty nine years. Yeah, 
But yeah, I've been the editor here for just about a year and a half. Yes. I came on in April of last year. Yes. So yeah, it has a long history. And one of the things that really attracted me to the magazine was that it's really um, not your typical city regional magazine. And there are city regional magazines all around um, the country. And a lot of them, um, you know, we cover a lot of different things, you know, lifestyle. But what was different about Madison Magazine was that they were more hard-hitting issues that they would tackle and put them on as cover stories. So I haven't seen that um, too much with other city regional magazines, um, not to the degree that Madison Magazine has done them. And so I really credit my predecessor, uh, Brennan Nardi, for, for doing that. And I think she started taking the magazine in a different direction. She did. And, uh, yeah. yeah. We and love Brennan. This is the <laughs> Brennan fan club over yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Love <laughs> Brennan. I'm part of that too. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. Um, I think that that Brennan, um, and, and she she certainly had uh, she certainly had help too. But I think she, uh, she helped take the magazine in a different direction because it it was kind of a it, before Brennan became the editor. I think it was kind of a city type magazine and she kind of took it in a different direction and it continues uh, it continues with yourself mm-hmm. well you know people still like all the food coverage and yeah. places to go things to do and the arts and all of that and and that's part of it you know i kind of look at the magazine as um you know your total life which is you have life where you get into the issues and this is my work but then you know you also want to have a balance in your life and so that's kind of what we do. Same thing with the magazine is there's those hard hitting issues, but we also give you the other things that you look for um, to, to make your life in balance. Karen Lincoln, Michelle joins us. He's the editor of Madison magazine on Madison 365 radio 92.1, the mic. Um, Karen, you know, you being the editor and you've been editor now for over a year. I know that, you know, that, that, that when you, when you take over a position like that, that, that you want to put your own little, uh, your own little flavor into the magazine. Like sometimes you you may look at a situation when you take over, and it's like, well, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. But then you want to put your own imprint on it. Ha- have you have you started to do that already, or have you done it? I, I would say that I'm starting to, and um, it's kind of funny because when I first came on with the magazine, I thought, sure, there are probably you know like several issues ahead, and maybe by the fall I'll be able to you know put my stamp on it. But they had everything planned all the way out, you know, yeah. to the January issue of the following year. Yes. Um, and that's how far ahead, you know, that we go. And so um, I was looking forward to 2016 because I felt like, you know, I wanted to make sure that because it was a presidential election year, that we would cover some issues that will definitely, you know, have been brought up in the election, but really have a Madison spin to it. So... We tried to do that over the course of this year. Okay, Karen, you've been a Native American. How does how does your lens of um, the media and the things you put into uh, Madison Magazine how how does that influence everything that you're doing? Well, I think the central thing is, you know, I come from a point of view where I did not see my um, heritage or people reflected in news media coverage growing up. So I have a tendency to try to seek out people, communities, um, stories from um, areas that we don't normally see 
in news media coverage. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stories out there that I feel, you know, national media doesn't touch on, and um, you have to go out and, and find those stories. So that's, that's, I would say, the central theme is sort of looking for um, people that are sort of forgotten in the community. You know, Karen, I'm waiting for... Uh, you to write some for Mass 365 on Native Americans. We will, we would love to have something on our our site by you to write. You know, we would love that. Oh, that would that would be nice. I, there's I, no I, conflict. <laughs> we're, we're partners. There's no right, conflict. Yeah. There's we're partners. That's I mean, true. We're we're on we're on the same team. I think so. Let's you know. I would love to have something like that on our on our um well, I, you, I, or even a series of something about Native Americans. I met with Dan Brown. Thank you very much to you. Um, and it was a wonderful conversation, just the, the knowledge and the passion he has sort of like you, it would be great to have something that we kind of have a series of talking about the lives and, um, now how, how life is for now for Native Americans, make it more relevant. I would love, um, to do that. So that's my plug on the radio. <laughs> so for everyone else, Mike Cormerman and all everyone else over there, that's, <laughs> this is my idea, not hers. And so I don't want any, any drama, but you know, we should think about that. Yeah, I would, I would like to. There's uh, a lot of things that I'd like to write for the ma- uh, magazine, too, that I just kind of haven't gotten to. But, yeah, that's one of the areas of interest that I have. And over the course of the years, when I was a freelance writer, I wrote about Native American issues for various publications. We we'll love that. We we'll love that. So let's, let's, let's talk about this, this M list, which obviously I'm biased. I think <laughs> it is the best M list ever. Like... Ever? <laughs> right. Yeah, I wonder why. Why, why is that, Henry? I, well, is it because, because you're on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> well, besides, besides how, that. How many copies did you get? Man, you got I, like I got, 100, I got about 150 copies, man. In your I mean, garage, you got them in a box? The box stacked, ready to go. People come to my door for t- tonight. Ding dong, trick or treat. I give them a magazine to me on the cover. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you signed them? <laughs> you autographed them? <laughs> This is me to you. All right, Fred the Durrells. Fred the Durrells. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) So I I think, actually, I think it's a really um, good list. It's very diverse. Yeah. Uh, I love that you have uh, Marquise on there because he actually had Vera Court. I used to to work at Vera Court, and he used to be one of the kids that we used to mentor over there. So it's it's, it's crazy to see him now doing all the wonderful things he's doing. Miss Progress, who is, you know, she's like taking over the city. She's like running the city right now. Right. Uh, you know, Dr. Rose, who was a legend in his, you know, his own right. I mean, there's a lot of people of color on this. Um, yes, it, right. who, how did, did you guys do that purposefully? Like, how, how did you guys come up with the list? Well, there was a core group of us. And, um, you know, this is the fourth year, I should say. Um, and Brennan Nardi, of course, started it. It was her brainchild. And what she wanted to do was have a list that was um, more than just a who's who list. It was more who's influential, who's inspiring, and who's innovative in Madison. And so she came up with this list, and so now this is the fourth year, and every year it's a different uh, group. And so this year we decided that we were going to focus on mentors and teachers. Um, and so our core group got together and we talked about you know, the kind of people that we wanted to uh, feature. And so we came um, together and, you know, talked about that. And then we went out into the community and really, you know, talked to other people and 
we had this huge list that we had to winnow down. And it was, it was a tough decision, uh, but we just kept having to narrow it and narrow it um, until we came up with these um, 30. It, it was actually supposed to be 30, and then it ended up being 32 because one group has three uh, people in it. Karen Lincoln Michelle joins us. She's the editor of Madison Magazine. When we come back, we'll talk more with Karen about the M list and more about Madison Magazine next. You're listening to Madison 365, 92.1 the mic. Madison 365 Radio, Henry Sanders, Darrell Connor with you. Our guest, Karen Lincoln Michelle. From Madison Magazine, she's the editor of Madison Magazine. She joins us. Coming up at 7.30, Marcus Miles will be here. Marcus Miles, photographer extraordinaire Marcus Miles will be here. and we'll, Businessman. We'll talk to him. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll talk to him and spend some time with him in the studio. Um, Karen, you were talking about the list and how tough it was to to get down to 30, and then you had to, you had to make it 32. After Henry paid you off to be on the list... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I mean, how? I mean, I, I know this had to be this had to be tough, and I know you know you you made thirty two because you said you got to figure out a way to keep Henry on this list. Um, but but how, how do you? What was the criteria? What was the process in in not so much the people who were eliminated, but but the people that you felt. Uh, should should be on the list and 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 stay on the list. I'm sure that there was probably some 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 moving pieces and some moving parts in, in, in finally putting this together. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say the the main thing was is it innovative. I mean, there were all other factors that went into it, but um, that had to absolutely be on there. What is it that these people are doing that are a little bit different, or they're coming at a program in a different way? Um, the other thing was, are they influential? And um, are they inspiring others to do what they're doing? And so uh, those were, I would say, probably the, the top um, elements that we looked at. And there were, of course, other factors, too. But um, so we came back together and, you know, compared notes and, you know, some, some we all had on our list. Others, you know, we ha- we um, talked more about. So I mean, I'm just really proud of this particular list. I mean, um, wish ever. there could have been more, but you know, all ever. of these. Don't all apologize. Of these Don't apologize. <laughs> it's the best ever. Don't listen to this hater in the studio. <laughs> you, you he know knows what, it's the it, best it, list <laughs> ever. You, you know what I like most about it? What? Um, besides, I mean, all the people, all the people there, obviously, are, are great. But what I like most about it is. There, there are some familiar names and faces there, but not too many. There's a lot of folks on this list that a lot of people in Madison have probably never heard of, have never seen. And I think that that is cool because I think one of the things that Madison over the years has gotten into this rut of, of putting up the same people over and over again for, for everything. And now what you're seeing is there are a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that, that do great work that are now starting to be, uh, become recognized for the work that they do. And that's the cool thing about, uh, about this list when I go through it. Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, we deliberately, you know, went out and, you know, asked different people um, to give us names. Now, going forward, we're talking about 
having sort of a public um, nomination period and process to get even more names, uh, people out there that we might not think of. And next year, our um, topic area is going to be healthcare. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that means that means you can't you can't pay Karen to get on the list next year. Well, you can't actually, go well, on well, twice. Well, actually, two I'm years on, in a I'm row. on the group health cooperative. Oh board my goodness! <laughs> so I'm just saying. Oh boy, healthcare, <laughs> group health. I'm just saying, there's always an angle. There's always a way, D. There's always a way. Yeah, you always find a way, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen, so tell me, like, um, print is having a really tough time nationally. Tell us some of the things that you guys are doing to make sure that Mass and Magazine mm-hmm. stays relevant, stays in the forefront, um, and you know it's just competitive in today's market. Right. Well, I don't know if you know that we have a digital edition, a tablet yes. edition of the magazine, which um, I think is really great. It's um, you know not a lot of city regional magazines are kind of expanding into the digital area, but um, so we have that and. You're right that things are changing and and have been changing. I came from newspapers before I was um, here at Madison Magazine and many years in newspapers, and that is just really, really changing. And so, you know, we have to continue to find ways to appeal to, you know, our core audience, but then younger readers as well. And we all know that they like to read things on their digital devices. So... You know, that's a challenge for all print media. Um, and, and you guys, you know, you're you're online, so so you know, um, and you're reaching more people that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're kind of lucky. We lucked out, got next to Darrell. Darrell gave us some tips, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's worked out for us. But, you know, I, I think there always would be print, right? So I think there always would be print. I'm just, you guys have such a brand Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm just curious of how do you guys stay ahead of the curve um, in keeping your, your prints um, efficient, relevant, um, financially relevant? So- well, I think magazines have a little uh, bit of a different scenario and more of an edge. I mean, every time that um, I've looked at various uh, surveys and articles about the magazine industry, they're still pretty much holding their own. Um, you know, much more so than newspapers. So they have a probably, you know, the longer shelf life and um, they just appeal to, I guess, um, people who really use that as a, as a core for their media uh, consumption. Yeah, and, and magazines can, can be a little edgier. Um, you can kind of control why you're there. Like, you know, the ones, that, the magazines that seem to do well, they know what their purpose is. And... You know, advertisers are used to print, right? They're used to giving money into magazines like yours. I think you guys have a wonderful brand. And, well, um, you. you know, people like yourself and uh, my my friend, my boy, my partner, Neil Heinen over mm-hmm. there. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys have a wonderful team. So kudos to everything you guys are doing over there. I just met with Tom Keeler like a month ago. So smart guy. Yeah. Um, you guys have an awesome, awesome team. And I can't wait for that Native American series that you're going to start on our site. That's awesome. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> we all heard that on the air. And um, we, I, you know. I think you got to replay that. Uh, I didn't say anything there. <laughs> I said I'd like to. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Karen, um, I, I wanted to ask you this question. I know that um, 
Madison Magazine has 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 done this twice. They put together a a, a TV show, one that was as recent as a as a couple of years ago. Is there is is there the possibility of uh, of bringing that back? Um, you know, I don't know for sure. Uh, I know that it has been talked about, and um, you know, when I applied for the position, the program, the TV program was still going and I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I was even looking forward to being a part of that. And then um, when I got here, then it was no longer going. So um, I, I think that's an important part. It kind of lended itself really well to that medium, you know, yeah. our content, then, you know, the, the TV format uh, was great. So I don't know, I can't, you know, predict the future, but do you, um, you trying to get nice. on, you trying to get on TV, brother? Is that what, you, is that what I hear you just saying? You're trying to <laughs> no, 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 no. L- listen, if that's the um, case, do not do it. L- listen, don't um, do full, it. Full disclosure: um, I, I I was a part of, of the TV show. Well, I, that I make, play well, a little well, bit of role. Well, hence, that makes uh, sense. Uh, that didn't but, work. But no, no, yeah, it, it does that make sense. Totally Why it's not on today? Because <laughs> I have a great face for radio. But um, <laughs> but um, no, no. I you know between Dina Wright and 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 some of the uh, some of the segments that were on there, including commentary from from uh, from folks from all over the community, I thought it was a very the show was very well done, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I kind of miss it. Well, it, it's just knowing. Our audience, people of color, especially uh, multimedia approach, a TV show would work. You have to balance that with some other stuff, but right. a TV show would work if you have the right content and it's a a multimedia approach. So I, I think that's a decent idea. But if it happens, you won't be on the you won't no. be on there, brother. No, no, I, we will no, advocate. I, I don't. No I don't want the show direct. canceled in less than a season. Okay, <laughs> <Right. laughs> we got about a minute or so left. Um, what's next for the magazine? What's next? Well, in, in terms of articles. In terms of articles. Well, we're working on the December issue right now. And, um, you know, and we're also looking ahead to 2017. And we have our editorial content calendar um, all set. So just, you know, more of uh, hopefully covering issues that are important to people in Madison. And again, giving them the, the lifestyle features and content that they like. So a real balance, and we're going to continue to do that. Karen, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope to have you back on the show again soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for inviting me. Take take care. Okay, you too. Karen Lincoln Michelle, editor of Madison Magazine, joins us. Coming up at 730, Marcus Miles will be in the studio. And when we come back, Henry and I will talk about whatever. Whatever. Whatever comes to mind. You're listening. I'll listen as you in chat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 92.1 The Mic, Madison 365. It's Madison 365, a new voice for Madison. Starting conversations, seeking real and lasting solutions, building community, inviting action, and encouraging emerging leaders in Madison's communities of color. Now, here are your hosts of Madison 365, Henry Sanders Jr. and Darrell Connor. Madison 365 Radio rolls on, second hour of the show, and we're here every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on 92.1, the mic. Our new home. It's been our home for about a month now. I like Darrell it. Connor, Henry Sanders Jr. I like it. You like it? You know, I, I like you know I, the introduction. I love how they say my name first. I, yes. I just I love yeah. I, I love that you're the president, I'm the vice president, and I still get I still get the it, headline of going first. It, it, here's the thing that you need to know about me. 
Uh-oh. I could care less oh, about whose name is on the marquee. Okay. I don't that's care not what you said name. off. Nope. nope. That's, that's, you said I don't care whose name. That, that's don't, not true. You know it. Don't listen to that. that, that oh I don't care gosh. about oh. whose name goes on first, man. I've never been oh. wrapped up in that. Wow. That that does not bother me Come at all. On, no, Come seriously. On, it, does, mean, it does not bother me at just, all. You just had me in the corner here two minutes ago talking about. Yeah, right. Talking about next time. I was I talked too much at that time. You told me that I could only have two minutes. That's exactly what I and said. You said play in your stay in your role. I said okay, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got I got it. You you notice you notice what the show's called. So that that's all you need to know. You, you know what the show's called Madison three sixty five radio. Yeah, yeah. You're the you're the president yeah, of Madison three sixty five. It's the Trump it, it, pivot. It, it is a pivot. No, no it's not a pivot. I mean, come on, bro. That, this is this that, is that's not, not a pivot. This is this is the the city's show. This I'm just the city. I'm just I'm just a poor black child. Yeah, from oh, the side of oh here we go. Just trying to make the it. Son of a sharecropper. Oh, come on, you know you know this speech. <laughs> <laughs> You know this speech? <laughs> you heard it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, I thought that was I thought that was you. You thought that was me, right? <laughs> right, 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 right on time. Right? Master three sixty five is owned and operated. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Rachel, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, I, I'm just teasing you. Man, there's a lot of things going on. We got an election coming up a week from tomorrow. Which I can't is, believe this is finally here. And we, we got to make sure people get out to vote. Yes. Let me tell you what. I, I had Oprah say something on um, T.D. Jake's show the other day, and she said something that was so real. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, politics, you know, where I am, all this stuff. And she said um, how people weren't going to go vote, and she was pro-Hillary. And she said, if you guys are on the airplane, do you care if you like your pilot or not? You just want someone who can fly the plane. And she That's said, and she said, Hillary can fly the plane. I don't care if y'all like her, don't like her. You don't have to like her. She can do the job and she can land the plane. She can fly the plane. Get out and vote. And I said, that was the best argument I've heard. Like that was like, that was like, oh, go Oprah. Go yeah. Oprah. Like, okay. Then you have Oprah out there talking for you. You know, I um I did um I, I substituted for Dan Conry on our on our sister station, um, uh, WIVA, last Friday. And one of the things we talked about, we were talking about just just asking the general question, like like the last half hour of the show, like, you know, who do you have on Election Day? Because, I, I, um, you know, I, I won't talk to many listeners before Election Day. And it was interesting, you know, getting the response that people got. And one of the things we were talking about on Friday, myself and, and Sean Preble, is that, look, there's no love lost with, with, with Hillary either. We were all saying, look, she's she's kind of a sleaze. The one and and I, I don't think that that's lost on anybody. But the but the one thing that we were talking about is. Is that people, the people who don't like Hillary, who who listen to conservative talk, for instance, they want that red meat all day long of Hillary's bad. Hillary's bad. Hillary's bad. The problem is we've heard that for 30 years. It's nothing that we haven't heard before. Right. Even with the even with this email stuff, we've all we've all known that Hillary Clinton's a little is a bit sleazy. We've all we all know this. It's it's no secret to anybody. So when when people keep saying or had this red meat every single day, if you listen to Limbaugh and Hanny and all these guys talking about how evil Hillary Clinton is, it's kind of like you kind of shrug your shoulders, like, yeah, okay. What what is it that we haven't heard before? And it just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah, it's and I agree with you. It's interesting, like these, like you send the emails. 
It's yeah. nothing new. That's not outside the the narrative that's already been played out. Right. So it doesn't really add. That's why they're thinking this is going to this this is going to tighten the race. No, 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 no. This won't tighten the race. No. Because this is nothing new. This doesn't. This is already in the narrative when people already think about Secretary Clinton, right? Right. I mean, the Re- Republicans, what they should be doing is talking about pro-Trump and how Trump has a positive yes. message and he has a vision and a game plan because Hillary's already been knocked so many times that people, at this point, people accept her for who she is. She is who she is. It is what yeah. it is at this point. I and mean, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. People accept it. So now what people ask themselves, okay, we really don't like her. We really don't trust her. But man, she's better than the alternative, right? Like, I mean, that's that's what it's coming down to. Is she more competent? Was she? Was she? Can she run the country, or can Trump run the country? Right. Right. I mean, it, that's what it comes that, down. That's to. what. That's what. That's yeah. It's that simple. Who do I trust? Who, when my kids wake up in the morning, who am I willing to say, yeah, that's the president of the United States. I trust that person. Where your future is going to be better today. Um, it's going to be better in the future than it is right now. Who can help me get to that place, or who's more of a risk? Yeah. That's what people are caring about right now. All this email stuff. All that stuff. Is irrelevant to where people are coming for Kathleen when it comes to Hillary because they yeah. already they this is fits into the narrative. This is part of her brand already. And you know I I've, I've said this before, man, and I will say it again. I said it from as soon as we found out who the the nominees were. I mean Hillary, we pretty much knew, and and what we're finding out now is is when it comes to Democratic Party, we've but we've all known this too. This kind of the it's my turn type of approach, which I think is which, which I think is horrible. It's, it's hurt yeah, it's yeah, hurt which I think is horrible. Um, but you know, ever since we found out who the Republican nominee was going to be and it, it became Trump, one of the things I said from the jump is his road to 270 electoral votes was going to be a whole lot tougher than Hillary Clinton's just because who— Any Republican. Yeah, because who votes now, all of it. Right. And, and, and there's nothing that has happened over the last several months that has changed my mind about this. And I would not be surprised— I would not be surprised come election day, come next Tuesday night, Hillary Clinton is sitting on 300 electoral votes or more. Could happen. It would, it would not surprise me in the least. It could happen. And I actually think, you know, Hillary, and I've said this time and time again, even on the air, is that she is probably on paper the most credible candidate we've ever had. On paper. On pa- qualified. On, 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 I mean, on look, paper, I mean, sure. Senator, first lady, secretary. State. I mean, look, those are those are real credentials. I mean, so you know, she's also the most vulnerable candidate I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen. Who who's that qualified? Uh, I'm I'm just it, it amazes me in in this election season, this election year, where almost anybody, almost anybody, mm. could be beating her right now I, from I, the Republican side. I agree with that. She's played a really safe though. She's played oh, yeah. a really, she's played yeah. a really really conservative. Yep. And, it, and here's one of the things between you can tell the difference between her. And uh, President Obama, President Obama, at this point, he would be going in for the kill right now, right? I mean, yeah, he, he'd be he would, on the offensive. He, he would be very offensive right now. Yep. She's kind of playing it safe behind the scenes. Okay, let's we'll let Trump do what he's going to mess up. Yep. Let him go out there talk. We'll just be quiet and we'll, like you know, we'll do no harm. And it's yeah. a different mentality uh, you can see. So sometimes it works for us. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. I, I think if she wins, I think it'll be a fascinating um, presidency because she she's clearly competent. She's conservative, and I mean not by her policies, but she moves very calculated. Yeah. Um, and I, the question for her is just her way of doing politics, does that connect to the world we live in now, right? I mean, does that connect to the Black Lives Matter group? 
does that connect to those people that who are um, Trump is attracting? Like that is that is kind of an old way of doing politics, and people want to see people taking more risk, being a little more innovative. So I think that's going to be the challenge for her, for people around her to say, okay, you're in here now. Let's, let's go a little bit. Let's push. Let's be innovative. Can I ask you something? It was something that um, I, I was looking at Facebook earlier today and something our friend Stan Davis posted. And it was something <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't even thought of. It, it kind of slipped my mind. But when he brought it up, I was kind of like, huh, it's so much so that I that I posted on it. And he said, here's a here's here's two words you haven't heard in months. Tea party. And he's right. And and what I what I responded to him what I said was that's because that's because Obama doesn't have any terms left. <laughs> that, 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 seriously, that's what I said <laughs> because he don't have any terms left. There's probably I mean, some truth to that. No, well, well, listen, listen. You you have not. He he is absolutely right. You have not heard from the Tea Party in months. But, but couldn't you argue though that the Tea Party's kind of been swamped up into the Trump? I mean, aren't, aren't they part yeah, of the yeah, Trump? Yeah, you, you could you could raise that argument, but you haven't heard you haven't heard Tea Party though. You you haven't heard. Ah, oh, he's a tea. He she's a Tea Party candidate. He's a Tea Party candidate. You have not heard that at all. Whereas I think if Obama was running for uh, a, another term, well, first of all, if Obama was running for another term, he'd be like 20, 25 points up yeah, right, over this guy. But uh, people are going to miss <laughs> him when he's gone. Seriously, yeah, it's different. Stuff. I mean, I mean yeah. just call it just call it way it is. Yeah. I mean, he'd be up 25 points on this dude right. right now. I mean, almost anybody, almost anybody would, but but Hillary Clinton, which is which is amazing. But I, I have not heard the, the words Tea that's Party a real, that's in a, a really long good point. time. You know, what happened to the Tea Party? That's I don't know. I thought, wasn't around? it Ted Cruz? Isn't Ted Cruz a Tea Partier? Oh, he is kind of a Tea Yeah, he's a Tea Party guy. He was yeah, a but Tea he Party guy, right? He yeah, but, yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't, talk, they don't talk about that anymore. That's because I'm t- Trump, Trump. Trump is taking over. He's like a black hole, man. He's taking over everything over there. So everything that's that far right, that conservative, he's just taking over all that whole thing. So there, it's no longer called a Tea Party. It's the Trump Party. Yeah, it's, I mean, going, it's going to be Trump TV in a minute after uh, after November eighth. Right. He's going to have his own network to compete with I, Fox I, News. His, that's what his, I think is going to happen. And if he's smart, because his brand is going to be so tanked for the general public, but he has a lane. Yeah, he, he has a lane, and if, yeah. he, if his lane is that far right, that Fox TV, if that's his lane, he can do well. He can. I think that's his only play. I think that's his only play financially at this yeah. point. Because I mean, his brand otherwise is in lots of trouble. Lots and lots of trouble. I mean, uh, barring uh, uh, and look, anything can happen in, in in this election. Anything can happen. I mean, I, I could sit here and say, look, I, I just, I, I just don't see. I don't see a path. For for Trump, it's a very difficult road. I mean, anything can happen on election day. I'm just I'm just saying that I don't see it because he's going to literally have to win every swing battleground state there is, and even with that, even with that, he he's he it's still a likelihood that he could lose. I mean, that's that's how bad it is from an electoral well, college. We gotta make sure standpoint. people get out and vote, right? Yes, so people need to get out and vote. Go know, out and vote. Vote is so important. We can't. You can't complain. No, nope. can't cry if you don't vote. That's right. right? Like I hear the president always always say, "Don't boo, vote, vote." And I think that's so <laughs> true. Um, you know, if you if you're a supporter of Hillary, vote. If you're a supporter of Trump, vote. But get out and vote, especially at this time. There's so much going on in the nation. There's so much going on for the future of this country. Um, if you if you care about all the issues that are going on right now, vote. If not, 
Don't, don't complain. Don't complain. Yep. Don't complain. I, no, absolutely. We've got Marcus Miles coming up uh, after 7.30. When we come back, I know you want to talk about UW and what happened this past Saturday at the I'm game. so torn about this. Uh, are you? Yes. Are you torn? I am because it's my home. I love Madison. I know you do. Come on, UW. Tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Tighten up. We'll we'll talk about that next. You're listening to Madison 365 Radio 92.1 The Mike. Madison 365 Radio. Darrell Connor, Henry Sanders Jr. back with you. Marcus Miles coming up. In studio after seven thirty, we'll get to the UW thing in just a second. But 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 first, we had a we had a caller that asked about the, uh, the electoral college versus versus the popular vote. Like what trumps? It's it's pardon the pun. Um, it's the uh, it's the, electo- the electoral college. Um, you can win the popular vote, but if you don't get two seventy, that popular vote doesn't mean anything. Right. That's it. Now some people don't like that. Some people don't like the fact that it's the electoral college. I happen I happen to like it. I, I've, I've always liked it. I know there's many people that don't. I, I think it, you know, it, the only the only thing about it though, I wish I wish some of the other states got more electoral votes, so so these folks can go to Montana, right? Or, or that's, go to that's Idaho, the issue, right? I mean, yeah, the popular vote, New York, California, and then it's a wrap, right. right? I mean, Texas, right? I mean, you know, so what yeah. what, what other way can you do it to make it fair besides exactly right. exactly. So you, you got to have all fifty states in play. So I, I'm I don't have a problem with the electoral college. I know some people want to get rid of it, but I, I don't have a and, problem. You know, the Republicans they shouldn't want to get rid. of I mean, No, look, they lose. I mean, they were they were not going to win. They won't win California. You know, New York. You know, Texas they would. But you know, I mean, for the population, they would lose. I mean, that would be a wrap for them. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look. I I like it. I I don't have. I I do not have an issue with it whatsoever. But, you know, it was funny because we were talking during the break, and we'll, we'll get to UW stuff in, in just one second, but we were talking during the break, um, and we were talking about Trump, and, and, and just talking about how people, I saw uh, Armorosa on, on TV, remember Armorosa was on The Apprentice, and she's been, she's a minister now, and, and a, a, a diehard Trump supporter, and people are hating on her Why? For, for, for hate, for, I, I, for, for, I for supporting Trump. I'm like, I don't get that. I don't, Why? I don't have a problem with they that. They have a personal relationship, yes. they're friends. He's probably helped her in business. Have, yes. Why would she? Why would she put that? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you be hating on someone who has a relationship? I, with I have no issue with that whatsoever. It's like stop hating on that sister. Because I'll tell you right now, if I had a personal relationship with Trump, if we had a business relationship and and, and he helped me out, I'd be on the radio. I'd be on radio and TV too, saying, "Look, I, I know it. I, I I know some of the stuff he said, and I don't agree with it. But I'm gonna tell you, I've known the man for 15 years or however long Armrose has known. I've known the man for 15 years." He he's I've 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 uh, broken bread with him. I've talked to him personally. He has he has helped me, I, and I'm loyal to the guy. Right? She seems I like him, it. She seems like that that uncle, that crazy uncle you have that says all the crazy <laughs> right, stuff. Right. right? That says crazy stuff. You, you at, the, at, at the, uh, at, at the, the family at reunion. the family reunion, right? Yeah, yeah. And you bring you bring people like just don't just forget what he's just said. Right. Like forget like we love him, but that's how she probably sees him, right? Okay, he yeah. says some crazy stuff. But he's still he's still my uncle, right? He's right. still my guy, right? And, and that's that's her guy, and I don't I don't blame her one bit. And then yeah. for the people that are like mad at her, I'm like man, man, slow your roll. Like, like I, I understand, I totally understand that's, it from that perspective. That's not reality. No, it's not. Yeah. UW, oh. the incident oh. last Saturday during 
during the Wisconsin Nebraska game with uh, with with the folks showing up with uh, with the Obama, a, a mask of Obama and Clinton. Yeah, if people President don't see Obama, it, Hillary Clinton. People don't see it. They can go to our yeah. website, mass365.com, and read the story. But, um, uh, D, I, I can't believe, I mean, pre talking about freedom of speech and all that stuff. They're lucky that dude didn't get hurt. Yeah. They're lucky that dude didn't get hurt. If there was some, you could tell there were no brothers around. Right. Because. I mean, some some real brothers. Right. Like, like, like Pookie right. and, and, right. and Pojo and right. Nutnuck and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he would have got hurt. <laughs> he wouldn't have made it out of there. No. And, and, it's, and what's sad, what, why I said I was torn about this earlier is because UW-Madison is so important to the city of Madison. And it's 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 our national brand, right? And people people yep. might not know Madison. They'll know the Packers, you know, Cheeseheads. Then they'll know the Badgers, right? They'll know the jump around, the fourth quarter stuff, etc. If people start to see this, they look at the university, start having these incidents. Then they start to dig into seeing our data of all the data, how awful we are for equity gaps and race and all. We are in trouble, right? I mean, we are in trouble as a city, as a state, and so I'm. I'm I'm torn because UW Madison has such a huge role to play in who we are as a city, and if they respond how they're responding right now, it fits into the narrative that they're out of touch, yeah. right? And that concerns me because it it's a, it's a, impacts them as a national brand. And I say this over and over and over again: this will start to impact their recruiting at yep. some point. At some point, it will. When it recru- we were talking to Howard Moore right. about that, and when it impacts your recruiting, it impacts your dollars. Right. I mean, yep. people, you can hate football, you can hate basketball, but that is where your cheddar is coming from. That new building you like, give that to Nigel Hayes. Right. I mean, these, it's the football and basketball teams are bringing in this cheddar mm-hmm. and primarily a lot of black young men. If they start to see this place as not a safe place for them, they They're will not come. Yep. yep. I, so, I mean, UW has to. I, I, I say this over and over again. UW Madison, I haven't seen them be proactive since the John Wiley days when it comes to communities of color. Yeah. They've kind of insulated themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they have Patrick Sims. They had Everett up there for a while. And they have this new uh, young lady, Latino lady, who's wonderful. Leslie, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. But, Don yeah. Krim. Yep. But that's, we should, we should, we should know, they should have a, a, a whole department dealing with this stuff there on the campus. You know what I mean? Right. Like We shouldn't have to name four or five people. Right. I, 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 look, you know you know what the thing that, about this, too, that bothers me? Everything you said, I, I totally, totally 100% agree with. The, the thing about this that bothers me, people talk about you know, it was free speech and all that. Okay, if that's the standard you want to set, then don't get mad when a, when a student creates a t-shirt, a t-shirt and a sweatshirt that says all white people are racist. I don't want to hear anybody complaining if that's your standard. The, but the other part of this, that 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 upsets me and bothers me is I've already heard people say things like when, when referring to the to the noose, saying things like, "Well, I don't see why this is offensive to you. You weren't <laughs> around. You weren't around when that stuff was happening. I don't care if I wasn't around. I don't care if my daddy wasn't around. I don't care if my grandfather wasn't around. We all know what this means." You got look. You that, have you have Jewish people who weren't around during the Holocaust. You got young Jewish kids. Go up to a twenty year old Jewish kid and start making some uh, start making some uh, anti Semitic slurs right. or start referencing Nazi Germany right. and, and see and see the response you'll get. Well, first of all, that's that's ignorance. And let me give you a perfect example. My dad uh, left the South when he was eighteen years of age. Mm-hmm. The day he graduated from high school. Why? 
from Mississippi. Why? Because all his friends, people in that town were getting lynched, right? And time to my, go. And my dad, my dad's still around, 70 years of age. Yep. My dad was like, oh, it's time. Time let's, to go. Let's wrap it up. And so for someone saying that they don't know, that this is real. I could tell you stories of my mom and my dad, stories of being in the South, KKK, kicking in the doors and all that stuff. This is real. I mean, yep. people, this is real. So you have a noose around a black man's neck, um, and you don't think it's a big deal. And we're lucky. We're lucky that this was in Madison where it was, because if this was somewhere else, it could have got ugly. Yeah. First thing, he wouldn't have done it with the, he wouldn't no. have done it somewhere else where uh-uh. more people of color. No. Right. I mean, no, of course not. You, you're crazy, but you ain't cray cray. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you ain't that nuts. You ain't that crazy. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm. Yeah. They did it in a space where they knew they would be comfortable in mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Where they knew that, you know, for every, for every, uh, 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 twenty five hundred to five thousand white folks in that particular section, there'd be like two black people, right, <laughs> or or three of them, or a family of five or something. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Of course, UW is they're gonna have to come up with better, better protocol. The response has to be the better. The response too. has to be better. They have to be more proactive. They have to have more of an engagement in the community. They have to have a more diversity and inclusion plan, or they are going to be in so much trouble. I'm telling you, as you know, our school district K through twelve is already having trouble. If University of Madison goes, we are it's 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 a wrap. It's a wrap for a long time. It is a wrap, and I'm telling you, they're close. They are close. A couple more of these instances, and they are we're going to be in a lot of trouble as a city. Yeah, you know they should follow the example. I know this isn't the same thing, but they should follow the example of the Green Bay Packers years ago. Remember when Green Bay had that long drought, that thirty year drought between Super Bowl victories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know why that was because yeah, you 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 had you had a, a much different NFL where they were the smallest market in the country, and you go to Green Bay and you go to that area, it was almost exclusively white, and no, hardly any black players unless they were drafted there or they or, or they got so they got some deal to go play there after they got released from somebody else didn't want to play there right. until Mike Holmgren came along. And and he signed Reggie White, which to me was the greatest. He changed. He changed. Was the greatest free agent signing in the history of National Football League. I think it had more of an impact than even Brett Favre in, in that of city. He, he got recruited changed, people. Everything. It changed everything in that city. They brought barber shops, soul food, all kinds of stuff to make people feel welcome. It changed the perception of Green Bay. People don't even mind going in the cold to play there anymore. Right. You don't hear any you don't hear any of these black players talking about, oh well, I don't know about Green Bay like they used to do. And like they'll say it's cold, but they'll go play there. Right. Oh Lambo, it's so much history. <laughs> you hear yeah. how That's they talk now? That's a good point. It, it it all changed. It changed the perception. The UW has to do something similar where they have to start changing the perception of, of this university, and they need to do it before it's too late. They need they, they need to become an unconscious competent where this is a part of who they are and what they do. I, I don't know either the arrogant or ignorance. I don't know which one it is yet. Ooh, it, it may be a little bit of both, yeah. and, and that's and both are dangerous. Marcus Miles coming up next. You're listening to Madison 365 Radio 92.1 The Mic. Madison 365 Radio rolls on. Henry Sanders, Darrell Connor with you. And our next guest is in studio. He is a photographer extraordinaire. Yes, sir. In Dane County. Yes, sir. He is Marcus Miles. He joins us. Marcus, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, brother. How, so how do we? <clears throat> I'm always about deals on this show. 
Oh, deals. All right, you in the deal seat, brother. <laughs> brother, black man to black man. Yeah, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. How can we get some of those some of those great pictures on our site for free? For free? Well, I tell you, for I'm all about free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Yeah. I'm all about partnerships. And, you know, we can barter. We can do exchange of services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, talking, brother. That's like kind of how that works. I, 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 I like it. I, I, if, if it's free, I like. I, I can. Can't you just see it right now? A photo shoot, Madison three sixty five. Yeah, we not, can, not D though. We don't want D in it. We, we can get pretty D. close to that. Yeah, I mean, and or, or just pictures of of just black and brown beautiful people on the site. Slashed by Marcus, whatever your your business name is, brother. We get to that. Yeah, right that's now. me, Marcus Mosfoto.com. Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that's irrelevant <laughs> to the point. We, we, back to Power by Master 365. Uh, I'm joking, brother. We did wonderful work, man. We will, we will just Speaking of that, we didn't see you at Madison's first uh, premier blackmail photo shoot. Oh, uh, you know what? This is so true. It was on a Sunday. Yes. Right? So, I, you know, I love some Jesus. So, I was at church. <laughs> I left church. All right, and then my kid, my kids, one of my kids got. Yeah, I got three what babies at home. He, it, that was, you know what? That was for his. That was for his mama. He said, I'm, I'm at, "I was at church, mama." Just in case she listened. I, All I, right, I, man. I was at church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brother. That, that, okay. See, that see, that's, oh, y'all don't believe me. No, 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 no. But that, that's a that's a good way. I do believe you, but that's a good way to get out of anything. Because see, Marcus, Marcus immediately said, "Oh, you was at church." Oh, okay. All right, brother. That's all right. Right. You tell black folks I was at church. Oh, okay. you're at church. Okay. I was, oh, yeah. I was at, I was at church. And it ran long. Yeah. <laughs> it did, no, man, my kids got, we got home, my kids were sick. One of my kids got sick. One of my twins got sick, so. Man, I'm just hassling. I, but actually, we were I, missed. I wanted to go. You were missed. I wanted to go. Well, there'll, be, a, there'll be other opportunities. That's what so. brother, brother Kaleem called me up and he said, uh, same thing you just said, brother, so. Yeah, it's I, all good. I'm gonna show up. That was uh, and, and we'll talk about that at the at the Capitol. That was a really really cool thing. Oh, it you was. were there, right, D? Yes, yes, yeah. I was there. See, and, I was there uh, then. If D was there, I was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, if D was there, then I was there. See what I'm saying? That's how it works. Good, good looking out, D. There you go. Good looking out, there you D. Go. But no, it was it was a it was a great turnout. I didn't go to the second one, but I went to the first one, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was an awesome turnout. And it, yeah, it, it was people that I hadn't seen. In a while, I saw the and pictures. I think I think the really cool thing about it was is that you looked around and said, "Man, there's, there's a lot of brothers here I don't even recognize." In a very like, positive light, well dressed, absolutely. There were people yeah. stopping as uh, you know. I mean, you see 135 brothers in a line dressed up nice in the Capitol Square, draws attention. So I had people stopping, saying, "Hey, what's going on?" And Your just cars slowing down. Yeah. It was very good. Cops very pulling over. I'm about to say, look, 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 you know, the cops, no, the cops, I'm just sitting there waiting for y'all. No, 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 let me get in the cops. But, here, but here's run the thing, a, though. There were a couple of cops in line, yeah. and they were like, oh, oh, okay, it's all right. And I kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> and just right on by. <laughs> you know, they're just running plates. You know, they're right, right, just right. running plates. Right. We got it. We got it covered. We got this. But no, okay. it was a, it was a great turnout. It was a nice day for it. It wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't cold or anything like that. It was cloudy. But uh, it was a great turnout, man. What what made you come up with that? Well, a couple of things. Um, it's uh, talking with Clean. We do a lot of uh, work together, and I think I support a lot that he does. From my perspective, yeah. what I was interested in is showing um, fathers, single fathers, black fathers, black men in a positive light. There's so many negative stereotypes from so many different areas, um, antiquated 
perspectives on what gender, you know, parental roles are and so forth. So I thought it would be great to show folks, um, you know, in a very positive light. And there are different jobs. I mean, everything we had everything from a circuit court judge there, Judge Mitchell, to uh, Rod um, Latsing, chef, mm-hmm. and just all kinds of folks. And it's just really a, a great vehicle to show people in that positive light. And one of the things I appreciated uh, was one of the brothers who was there with his little son, which is kind of my thing. Oh, I'm really? a single father, too, and that was just a great picture. So we're kind of looking at that uh, down the road later on, too. What, what are you guys going to do with the pictures? I mean, I... So the pictures, are they've been released on Facebook now. And so they're about maybe, I think, 400, 500 different shots. Yeah. So they're being correlated. They're being processed right now. And they're going to be on MarcusMilesPhoto.com under the blackmail photo shoot. And they'll be able to download them there. They so can that's what they download are. them to, so, before they can post them? or No. Or so, just download? What's that mean? So the individual, so the folks that were had their portraits taken, oh. they can download because they're huge files about 10 megabytes, you can't really email them. And they are so large that you can take those to Walgreens, you can take it to any quality photo lab that you like and have those enlarged up to 11 by 20. So they'll have a nice portrait of themselves. A lot of folks, first time they've taken a photo dressed up. And what was really cool, and there's Darrell Connor, and I might say, Darrell Connor's picture looked outstandingly well. It was good. That that actually, actually, (laughs) you took that picture? I did. Well, you are a miracle worker. Yeah, because I haven't, I, have, I haven't looked this good since I was a kid. Come on, talk, talk to him now. Talk to truth. Seriously, seriously, Ta- I've, I've never looked that good. I, I ain't, whoa, you actually, they need, to, they need to freeze that in time. Thank you. Has Lish seen I, I, that? I, I, yeah. Whoa, you, uh, whoa, brother. She, she, yeah. she, she put that she on like her phone. It. I bet she did. She, she put that on her phone. Like, when you get like, on her nerves, she, she looked like, at that uh, picture and said, okay, okay, I can deal with that. Yeah. That might be worth dealing with, she said. She said, that picture, that I might be that might be willing to deal with. And then she looked up and go, oh, how come you don't look like this? <laughs> she said, where's Marcus? Yeah, where's, where's Marcus yeah. when I need that dude in the picture? Right. I was like, get, get some lighting in here. <laughs> no, really, that's a really good picture of you, Dean. That's, yeah. that's great work. Yeah, and yeah. it was really nice to see the pride in, in a lot of brothers. Like I said, some folks who never had their picture taken at all. And, you know, I, I, there was an older gentleman. He had his scarf on. And, uh, you know, you could tell he had a lot of pride and how he took his picture. In fact, Rockham and Bell, the second time he came through, he said, I really got to be clean. So he came with the scarf. He came with the trench coat, the hat on. And you could just see that pride in his face. You, you mean really some people came that. back for a second round? They sure did to get it right. So it's, it, did. It, it was free. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> the price was right. Why did I even ask that question? <laughs> Like what was wrong with right, me? Would you right? I, I was, know. What was wrong with me for asking that I, question? I can go back in a better limit. Wait, 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 I'm gonna I'm wear my gray suit right, this right, time. Right. <laughs> I, I, it's free. I'm gonna yeah. go back to. How many people get dressed? I mean, other than church, I mean, how many people you know dressed up and get their photo taken? Well, so, that's where Henry was at. That's what it was about. Man, I was at church. Man, people, uh, people who know me know I love Jesus. They know I, I'm at I, church. I, I, I know. I you know, you know, I was at church. Got I to. know. Okay, now you know I love you know don't, Jesus. You know I love Jesus. <laughs> I know you do. You know. Okay, now, I was at church. <laughs> so, so what? So, tell us. What else is going on with your business, man? How can people be supportive of what you're doing? Do you have more photo shoots? Wow. You know, I have been just um, forging a lot of business relationships. And one of the things that I like about Madison and this new crowd of people, Sabrina Madison, yourself, um, you know, another director, a lot of folks around town are really collaborating and doing a lot of things. And one of the things, um, the partnerships I'm working with is the Latino Chamber of Commerce, oh. Jessica Cavazos. 
And um, working with them and working on the committee as far as the, the gala, I've done some work with the Latino Professional Association. Last uh, Friday, I covered the NACP Freedom Fund Banquet, NACP of Dane County Freedom Fund Banquet. And uh, also working with um, Dr. Nesta Rodriguez at Carbon World Health, who had an amazing um, conversation on race. I think that was about two weeks ago um, at the um, the knee that started a movement. And it talked about the sports figures as centers around Colin Kaepernick and some of the issues about race, which was really deep. So these partnerships here might not always be like, okay, this is my fee. This is what it is. But, you know, I support this. Uh, that's something I want to be part of. And, you know, we work collaboratively, which is amazing. Marcus Miles joins us on Madison 365 Radio. When we come back, we'll continue talking to Miles about about photos and Madison, all kinds of stuff. We'll do that next. You're listening to Madison 365 Radio, 92.1 The Mic. Madison 365 Radio, Marcus Miles joins us in studio. We're chopping it up pretty good in here, yeah. talking about uh, talking about photos and photo shoots. And we, and just, we just got a nice it, deal. We just got a nice deal. Yeah, yeah we worked yeah. it out. We, we, we worked it all out. It's, it's, it's all in our that, favor. Henry. It's in our favor. So for the, our listeners, it's for the master. I'm not slipping. It's still in the Madison 365 favor. It's still on our side. But we made a deal. Now, we it don't works. Want, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to tell you on details. We just got a deal. You know so. what I like most about what Marcus does, besides the awesome pictures that he takes? I like the fact that you could just show up to an event and you don't have to worry about dressing up. Man, you got you got, you got t-shirt on, got you got this camera t-shirt on, man. You just you just show up at an event, just start taking pictures. Like, look, man, I'm busy, I'm working, and everyone knows who you are. And everyone knows yep. who you are. Thank you. Everyone I love that, you. man. Appreciate that. Yep. I, so tell us, um, you were talking about something like like one. I was asking, well, how are you making money off this? Like, are you guys are you guys selling the photos? Are you selling? Calendar, because it's going to be calendar, sure. right? Yeah, so a lot of the um, initiative of this is tied to the Ready by Five program of one city. And so that'll go, the portion of that will go to support that. And my understanding is that Madison Urban Ministries is a pre-order of 300 of the calendars. Wow. So wow. those photos will be taken to make a, a calendar month by month. Obviously, we've got more than 12 you know, months of worth of photos so that, those um, different photos will be featured throughout the calendar and so forth. And, uh, you know, it's employing a lot of local talent. I've worked with Johnny Justice and Marie Justice, uh, Hetty Rudd, myself. What's up, Hetty? So, yes. Yeah, what's up, Hetty? She's a photographer in her own life. She, she does a good job. She's a very good photographer. So, yeah, that's kind of how, how that's working and, the, um, you know, the focus of that. You know, um, you would think the Madison School District would want to be there. They need to buy a thousand of them calendars. I mean, they need to do everything they can to have positive black males be seen by those kids. Yeah. So if Jen Cheatham, if you if you hear me, cut a check. You can't say you're looking for mentors. You're not. You need more positive images. You have real world. These are not stock photos. Joe Parisi, Dane County right. Family Court. Okay, another, come on now. Another See, good place this for this that. is not Positive stock image. photos. I'm all about calling these people like let's like take away the excuses, right? You want to have you want positive images of real people in the community. Cut a check. And take put some of these calendars, put some of these posters around your schools, et cetera. These are real world people who are doing stuff in the city. They I, had no I excuse. I don't think I don't think you gotta call Joe Parisi out. 
No, Joe. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, I don't even have to call Joe. No, no, no. I, I said, he's up on it. No, I said Jen. I said, I know you did. I said Jen Cheatham. Okay. Yeah, and I certainly did. I didn't mean it to. No, no, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I was saying it from the standpoint of, I think, I think Joe was on top of that stuff. But Joe should be cutting a check. He's right. Joe, the county should be counting the check. So, uh, yeah. so because, Jen Cheatham, the school district does just be cutting checks. Because if you look at the clientele they serve, they need to reflect. Well, I'm going to go there, well, but it would be know, really nice to reflect the people we're, that we're they their best customers. Serve. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. And so it's, yeah. a, it's a no brainer. So, but exactly. for, now listen, that's how it works. This is how it works. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. I just did a sales pitch for you. I need to cut. Got you. I, oh, I, I need to cut, brother. You, you, you knew I want it was a in. I want somewhere. in. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if, if there's a deal to be cut for yeah, black yeah. folk, yeah, yeah. I want in. You, you can't, uh, Marcus. <laughs> you you wouldn't even believe how many deals have been have been cut on this show since we started. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many deals that, 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 on air and off this uh, this brother uh, sitting here trying to cut. Uh, hey, trying. How, Howard Moore was in here a couple weeks I ago. Got, he's like, Wait, where's those where's those old Adidas sweat, uh, sweat man, suits? Man, look, and Wait, sweat, but he said, look, I got us a I got us new gear. I got us a video. What happened to our movie deal? We got a, we had a movie deal. Oh, we gotta get Raphael so, right. We had back a movie deal. We had we had a, a endorsement deal. A, a clothing by Trim Jackson. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah. So we got I got deals. It's <laughs> not a game. It's not a game. Yeah, man, that's cool. I I told I'm with that. You know, like I said, a lot of when we were talking off air a little bit. You know, I really. I don't look at this just as a business. You know, I'm really tied. This is my community. I've been here for 35 years and um, I love it. And so things that I support, things that I believe in, you know, certainly I devote time to that, donate time to that or, you know, work to support them. So and it's on a serious note, absolutely. Yeah, that's something that um, that I'm interested on, in. On a, on a serious note too, Marcus, um, talk about your love of photography. Where did that come from? Oh, man. So my father was um, a forensics photographer for the Chicago Police Department. Oh, wow. Yeah, and as a little dude, I always saw, like, you know, these pictures of him in a lab coat, and he was featured in the uh, um, AMA, uh, American Medical Association magazine, one of the few brothers that you saw during that time period. And so that's kind of how I exposed to it. But he had the old, like, uh, Yamaka, Yashika cameras and, like, these old film box-type cameras. And so I kind of had that planted in my my head, and he was always taking photos. So then fast forward, I grew up and started doing my thing, um, doing community photography. I think my first gig was with the Urban League of Greater Madison huh. under Johnny Mickler at the time. Which oh, was wow. Way Ooh, back, that, that's going back. Way back. Yep, the film days. And so I started doing it then, but it was fairly costly then because you had to have film, you had to have batteries, you had to get it developed before you even saw a check. So you had to put a lot of money. And sometimes getting that money is kind of, kind of slow. Those days? Yeah, I remember those days. And then it's in the mail. The check's in the mail. There's no oh, right. visa. Oh, the, the, like the film, I got to call Walgreens to see if my yeah. pictures are done. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing how, it's amazing how things are changed. Y'all sound old, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I heard anyway. Y'all sound old. That's what I'm saying. So then here comes digital. So I stopped that for a while just because, you know, got, I had family. Things got busy. Here comes digital. You take the picture. Boom, it's right there. You yeah. look at it. It's you know, Changed very, everything. Exactly. It did. But what I bring to, I think what I like about photography still, there are lots of photographies. Technology has brought us forward so much that, you know, even the most amateur novice photographer can put out some pretty good stuff, is the passion in it, is drawing people into the picture and helping them feel comfortable. And that takes, 
I think that's a skill, and I think it's an extension of my personality. I try to show that and have that come across in the pictures. I it's take. an art form. It is. It yeah. really is. You know, so one of the things, so you know, we uh, from Ask 365, we have an academy. And we have a journalist academy. We teach kids how to write um, and become journalists. One of the things we're also thinking about doing, we are going to do, is kind of create a more of a multimedia feel where we can teach them how to do radio, how mm-hmm. we can teach them to do podcasts. And I think how we can teach them how to do photograph, I think that would be really, really important. So, again, another deal on the air. <laughs> another deal on the air. Well, that's what I'm good with. Listen, we would love to have you come in and help us like teach some of these kids how to do that. Right? I'd love to be You're an entrepreneur, a man of color who's doing this. It would be great to help us do that, like, create this multimedia platform where we can teach these kids because I was the future of our industry is not just writing or typing. Right. It's being a multimedia, I call them Jedis, like multimedia Jedis who can do everything. You're absolutely um, right. And that's the future of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the industry might not realize it yet, but we do. Right. And so we would love to help train that. I would love to have you come on and help us do some of that. And I think there is a, a huge need, and I'd love to see this growth in black entrepreneurship because I think black economic wealth is really really where we need to be yeah. in the next coming years. And that's really the source of power. So I support anything um, along those lines. And, um, you know, I've actually talked with um, the Lucier Center about the same thing. So oh, nice. I'm definitely, definitely down for that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You heard it on the air. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Marcus, we got just a couple minutes left, less than a couple minutes. Um, what's next for you? Um, so what's next for me is, um, I let's see. From a event standpoint, there's the Latino Chamber of Commerce gal- annual gala coming nice. up in February. I'll be covering that and uh, a few other events. Um, but um, we're also thinking about taking, Kaleem and I talked about taking uh, and the rest of the group, uh, the Black Male Photo Shoot, to other areas and expanding that. So we're looking at a kind of more regional area. And, Gleam is working with that nice. right now. So I'm just looking to expand business, make partnerships, um, be successful, and enjoy what I'm doing. That, I'm that's doing awesome. It. Marcus, it was a pleasure having you on the Thank show, you for man. I really me. appreciate it. Really Thanks appreciate for stopping it. in. Nice doing business with you, brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Making more <laughs> deals on, on the air. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thank hey. you for stopping in. Thank no, you. We got to do this again real soon. All right. Thank that you. is all for us. Are we Are we done? Oh, we're not done. I thought we were it, man. See, I'm trying to go see, up. Wow, look, see, look, man, I, what, was, what I was checking it's the time. Lish, Lish texted you, didn't she? No. Lish texted you and said, <laughs> no, no. you better get in, in your butt no, home. No, no I'm, looking she at, said, I'm looking it, at the time. I'm looking at the time, no. and I'm going, man, okay, we got to wrap this right, up. Yeah, yeah. We got to get out of here. Now we got to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, see, at me. Lish, 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 <laughs> his, phone, his phone blowing up right now. Didn't I tell you to be right? I told you I want you home at 8.06, black man. And D's like, it takes you about seven minutes to get home. If I get off the air in one minute, <laughs> I'm on my you hear, way. You hear it right now? <laughs> I'm on my way, man. He's on his way. He's on his way. Just left. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> this is a pre recording. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> that is all for the show tonight. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. You're listening to 92.1 The Mic.